welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. Well, we're not completely done with that nasty C word yet. (laughs) Not quite. But we're going to move over to another five-letter acronym that you may or may not know about. You've probably heard of it. The Ugly Truth of DARPA. Yeah, DARPA and the bioweapon. You can find this article on our Digging Deeper blog or news page right there on diggingdeeper.us. Click on news and find DARPA and the bioweapon. Yes. Bombshell developments happened this week in the quest for COVID-19's origins, courtesy of Project Veritas. They do some great work over there. Oh, absolutely. On Monday, James O'Keefe's outfit released unearthed documents from a DARPA fellow Marine Corps Major Joseph Murphy, who claims to know with certainty that COVID was lab-engineered and that vaccines aren't working due to special lab-tweaked aspects of the virus. So let's listen to Project Veritas's video. Senator, with all due respect, I disagree with so many of the things that you've said. You're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function, they gained in lethality. According to the definition that is currently (laughs) operable, we're not going to get anywhere close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. Project Veritas has obtained never-before-seen military documents regarding the origins of COVID-19, gain-of-function research, vaccines, potential treatments which have been suppressed, and the government's effort to conceal all of this. Dr. Anthony Fauci has testified many times before Congress stating that the U.S. government was never involved in gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Will you today finally take some responsibility for funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan? First of all, gain-of-function is a very nebulous term. But the thing is, is you're still unwilling to admit that they gained in function when they say they became sicker. They gained in lethality. It's a new virus. That's not gain-of-function. According to the definition that is currently (laughs) operable, we're not going to get anywhere close to trying to prevent another lab leak of this dangerous sort of experiment. You won't admit that it's dangerous, and for that lack of judgment, I think it's time that you resign. You have said that I am unwilling to take any responsibility for the current pandemic. I have no responsibility for the current pandemic. That assertion is based on the NIH's definition of gain of function. However, the documents we've obtained refute that. The documents in question stem from a report at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, better known as DARPA, which were hidden in a top-secret share drive. But what is DARPA? They are an agency under the U.S. Department of Defense, which facilitates research and technology with potential military applications. Dr. Stephen Walker was the director of DARPA at the time of the EcoHealth Alliance proposal. 
A source sent us this video of Dr. Walker talking about research they were exploring related to mRNA technology and its potential application with military personnel in the field. DARPA, about five or six years ago, we stood up an office called uh, the Biotechnology Office, and the real purpose of that was to understand how biology worked and then build design, uh, design build, and test cycles where you could um, engineer microorganisms to do things that you want to do. Though the main report regarding the EcoHealth Alliance proposal leaked on the internet a couple of months ago, it has remained unverified until now. Project Veritas has obtained a separate report to the Inspector General of the Department of Defense, written by the U.S. Marine Corps Major Joseph Murphy, a former DARPA fellow. Major Murphy makes claims in his report to the Inspector General that, if true, could be damning to the official narrative that has been played out to the world over the past two years. Major Murphy's report states that EcoHealth Alliance approached DARPA in March 2018, seeking funding to conduct gain-of-function research of bat-borne coronaviruses. The proposal was named Project Diffuse. DARPA rejected the proposal because the work was too dangerous and could violate the gain-of-function moratorium, despite EcoHealth's position that it would not. According to the documents, the NIAID, under the direction of Dr. Fauci, did not reject the proposal. They went ahead with the research at Wuhan and several sites across the U.S. Dr. Fauci has repeatedly maintained his position, under oath, that the NIH and NIAID have not been involved in gain-of-function research with the EcoHealth Alliance program. This appears to be contradictory to Major Murphy's analysis and the rejection from the Biological Technologies Office at DARPA. Major Murphy's report goes on to detail great concern over the COVID-19 gain-of-function program, the concealment of documents, the suppression of potential curatives like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and the mRNA vaccines. To be clear, Major Murphy is not the source of our reporting. As far as we're aware, he has done nothing that violates his oath of service to our country. We were able to track him down, and though he couldn't go into detail about the hidden documents, he did offer this heartfelt statement. I offer no comment on the investigation or internal Marine Corps deliberations. I offer a brief comment to those that desire answers and to those that withhold them. To those seeking answers, I offer encouragement. There are good people striving for the truth, working together in and out of government, and they succeed. To those that withhold, I pray for you. Find the moral courage to come forward. Don't let a lie be our legacy to posterity. People will forgive. A commitment to truth is in the heart of this nation. Semper Fi. Project Veritas reached out to DARPA for comment regarding the hidden documents and spoke with the Chief of Communications, Jared Adams. doesn't sound normal to me, no. Like I said, if, it, if something resides in a classified setting, then it should be appropriately marked. I'm not at all familiar with unmarked documents that reside in a classified, in a classified space, no. Um, that, like I said, that doesn't, doesn't sound like, I mean, it's, it's not good practice to put unmarked materials in, um, you know, in a, in a classified space, but there may be, there may be cause to, because, um, something is determined to be classified, um, but it wasn't, you know, originally marked appropriately. I'd be happy, Robert, honestly, to investigate and, you know, talk to the people who would own this document within the agency, ideally the, you know, the director of a biological technologies office or the deputy director of that office and try to ascertain, you know, why it, it was the case. So here's the question. 
If the Department of Defense, the same people who make our nuclear arsenal, felt this research was too dangerous to proceed with, why in the world did the NIH, NIAID, and EcoHealth Alliance recklessly disregard the risks involved? Did they purposefully change the definition of gain of function in order to bypass the moratorium? Further, who at DARPA made the decision to bury the original report that could have raised red flags to the Pentagon, the White House, or Congress, which may have prevented this entire pandemic that has led to the deaths of 5.4 million people worldwide and caused much pain and suffering to many millions more. Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky has repeatedly called out Fauci's lies about the pandemic. Another senator who's been very vocal about the cover-up is Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas. And we talked about both of these instances earlier tonight. Mm -hmm. James O'Keefe met with Senator Marshall about their findings in the DARPA documents. And the heated exchange with Dr. Fauci on Tuesday was over these documents and what was contained in them. Senator Marshall was on the Ingram angle later on discussing the interaction on Capitol Hill. Let's listen to that. All right, last night we showed you a hot mic moment revealing the real Dr. Fauci. You are totally incorrect. Well, we look forward to reviewing it. Senator Marshall, Dr. Fauci has answered you. It is public information, and he's happy to give it to you if you would ask. Senator Moran. What a moron. Jesus Christ. So did Fauci apologize for insulting a sitting member of Congress? Well, of course not. Instead, he just doubled down. He was implying that maybe I was making investments sort of like uh, ahead of the game here. And he made the statement that we can't get your financial statement. It was stunning to me that a United States senator doesn't realize that my financial statement is public knowledge. It was just like, where, where have you been? Joining me now is the lawmaker Fauci insulted Kansas Senator Roger Marshall, who is also an MD. Senator, uh, you were in fact onto something. Is that why you believe that he reacted the way he did? Are Fauci's financial disclosures complete in your mind? Well, Lori, Lori, good evening. You know, Dr. Fauci does protest too much, right? Why is he so defensive about all this? He's lied to the American public again. He's lied to Congress again. We cannot access his records. My office cannot, still, still cannot get them. You can't get them. Nobody can get them yet. The NIH uh, is somehow was hiding them from us. So he lied to the American public. But I just have to appreciate you talking about Hillary Clinton and deplorables. Don't you feel like a deplorable when Dr. Fauci talks down to you, when he tells you, look, if you don't want to wear a mask, you're a deplorable. If you don't want a vaccine, you're a deplorable. If you don't agree with me, you're a deplorable. That's Dr. Fauci. We caught him in another lie yesterday. So it's implicit in his comments that all the science dictates that we do X and then months or maybe even a year later, we find that the science, supposed science is collapsing on itself as it is with cloth masks and uh, vaccines and transmission. Uh, when he appears on Capitol Hill, as he did this week again, um, do you sense an arrogant man? Do you sense a humble man? What's your just reaction to his overall appearance? 
Yeah, I, I think overbearing, uh, very narcissistic, uh, very full of himself, that truly he believes that he is the science and that nobody can disagree with him. Uh, I feel so bad for Dr. Walensky going on, uh, making her rules, saying you can go back to work after five days, and then Dr. Fauci hops on TV and says, oh, but you need a test first. Uh, when I suggested yesterday that, look, 59% of Americans don't trust you, Dr. Fauci, Every time you go on television, a person that's declined the vaccine so far just digs their heels even more that he's hurting the team. He was having no part of that. And instead, what's the first thing he does? He goes back and jumps on TV. He's so in love with this TV camera that he can't do what's best for the health of this nation. Well, it was amazing because yesterday was supposed to be Biden's big push for voting rights. And yet Fauci stepped all over it. So he stepped on Biden and kind of messed up Biden's whole mojo, if you can call mojo with what he said yesterday. But he, he just always has to be the center of attention. But unsurprisingly, the media circled the wagon senator around Fauci and again went on to attack you. Watch. Dr. Marshall knows better. They all know better. The GOP chooses to demonize and stigmatize the top, or essentially the, the country's top public health official. It is designed to deceive, and it does push us to a more dangerous place, where hard partisans stop trusting our public officials. So, Senator, it's your fault that the American people increasingly do not trust the public health apparatus with what we've learned about the vaccines and Omicron and so forth. You know, uh, of course, it has to be anybody's fault but Dr. Fauci. Several times we asked uh, the folks on the panel, well, whose responsibility is this that 800,000 Americans have died? More people died in America in 2021 than 2020, despite having the vaccine, vaccine mandates, mass mandates, uh, lots of testing. It's not working, but very limited therapeutics. Whose responsibility is this? Uh, but I will say thank you to all the press who did come to our rescue and point out the lies that Dr. Fauci told again yesterday. He lied about being able to get his records. He lied again about viral gain of function. Uh, thanks to Project Veritas, we were able to point out one more time when the Department of Defense had declined a research study on viral gain of function, and but Dr. Fauci approved it. So we, we got him on the run again. Mm. Well, it would be nice if he was as vigorous in his criticism toward the Communist uh, Party of China as he is toward you, but he always seems to leap to China's defense. Uh, Senator, it's good to see you tonight. Thank you. And now this is a Hal Turner quote. Documents stored on a top secret folder on the computers of the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, that's DARPA, prove that the medicines ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and interferon were proven curative of COVID-19 in April 2020. The cures were buried as top secret. The revelation of these documents sneakily stored in a top secret folder on government computers prove that the federal government of the United States knew in April 2020 the entire COVID-19 pandemic was completely curable through the use of these common medications. Mass now, murder. That was from the Hal Turner Show. And in May of 2020, we wrote a report courtesy of John Rappaport right. about how it was lab-derived and how these medications are being suppressed. So this report that Project Veritas um, found 
was written by a Major Murphy, Major Joseph Murphy. And Major Murphy admitted it that both ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are cures for COVID, and that this has been known since early 2020. Veritas also uncovered a 2018 DARPA letter rejecting funding from an EcoHealth Alliance proposal to engineer novel bat coronaviruses and then release them into the wild. When Project Veritas asked Major Murphy for a comment, he freely gave the following statement. I offer no comments on the investigation or internal Marine Corps deliberations. I offer a brief comment to those that desire answers and to those that withhold them. To those seeking answers, I offer encouragement. There are good people striving for the truth, working together in and out of government, and they succeed. To those that withhold, I pray for you. Find the moral courage to come forward. Don't let a lie be our legacy to posterity. People will forgive. A commitment to truth is in the heart of this nation. Semper Fi. And here's a reaction from Candace Owens. I found that to be so powerful. I mean, you have a Marine that is privy to this information, this classified information that James O'Keefe has essentially declassified to the public. And he is saying there is something here and I'm trying to encourage everyone um, who's hiding this to come out and, and to be brave and to tell, tell the truth. I mean, what, how is Dr. Fauci not in prison? DARPA's letter bluntly says that EcoHealth Alliance was getting too close to prohibited gain of function research. Good on DARPA for rejecting the proposal, but that wasn't the only place they could have done gone for funding, P Stu Peters said. The other place they could go? None other than the National Institutes of Health and the section of it managed by one Anthony Fauci. On Wednesday, biotech analyst Karen Kingston joined the Stu Peters show to reveal the rest of the story. Karen Kingston is a big pharma employee, former she says that she has the same materials from DARPA that James O'Keefe and Project Veritas have, but is gonna share some of the info with us that they didn't. She says that this information clearly demonstrates that COVID-19 is a bioweapon. And she joins us now, Karen Kingston, thank you so much for being here, we appreciate it. As a biotech analyst, you're looking into these documents more in depth. What don't we know about these things? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Stu. Um, basically, the document is uh, funding for these, for these bioweapons. What happened was Peter Daznak from EcoHealth in March of 2018, as you know, sent this proposal called Diffuse. And Diffuse was for the uh, diffusing the threat of bat-borne coronaviruses. And I sent a copy of the solid documents to you. And as you go through it, um, what you'll find is it's very alarming what they were requesting funding for. Uh, it states right there in the beginning of the document, Uh, under under section two, the technical approach, they clearly state will sequence the spike protein, reverse engineer them to conduct uh, binding assays and insert them into bat SARS-R-CoV proteins um, and use SARS bat proteins, basically bat coronaviruses as the backbones, not human coronaviruses as the backbones. Uh, they go on to say that they're gonna use their modeling team to build these machine learning uh, phenotype mod models. So they're, they're gonna basically be creating viruses allegedly only using bat coronaviruses. They go on in section two of their technical approach to say that they're gonna immunize, inoculate the bats. And what's interesting here is they said they're gonna use an aerosol version they're going to use a transdermal version, so a, a skin contact version, and they're also going to use a gel-like version. So the original formulation for these was to use an aerosol version to infect them 
with SARS coronaviruses. Um, the whole premise is pretty out there and it was rejected uh, because it was too close to the gain of function moratorium um, restrictions that were put on. And they clearly state in the letter, we aren't going to fund this research. The document goes on also to talk about how um, on page six, they're going to create chimeras. They're going to create recombinant, recombinant SARS-CoV-2 genes inserted into the SARS-CoV backbone. As you go through the document, they stop talking about using the bat coronavirus as the backbone, and they start talking about using human SARS-CoV-1 as the backbone. And I guess Peter Dasnick didn't think DARPA was going to pick up that small detail, but I certainly did, and it's on page six. And they go on to say that they're going to reconstruct um, these chimeric viruses that cause SARS-like illnesses in humanized mice expressing A2 receptors. And the clinical signs that are not reduced by SARS-CoV-2, um, they say that, that when they create this, the clinical signs that are not reduced by SARS-CoV-2 monoclonal antibodies therapy or vaccine. So they're creating a virus that won't respond to a vaccine and also won't be neutralized by a monoclonal antibody using the human SARS-CoV-2 virus. Now, allegedly what happened was this leaked from the lab before they created other versions that were more similar to the bat coronavirus. I think that's a lie, you know, that they're, they're just saying right now, which is this got out before we actually finally baptized it when they were using a humanized version. So that is quite, alarming that they had done that and they had also lied. The other thing is they talk about um, that this, this uh, virus doesn't bind to the A2 receptors and it doesn't respond, or sorry, it binds well to the A2 receptors, but it doesn't respond to monoclonal antibodies. And something that I shared months ago was a publication in Science Magazine specifically to the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. And what it states in this publication is that um, that the spike protein from the novel coronavirus, which was made by EcoHealth Alliance with the Wuhan Institute of Rheology, um, does not bind to the antibodies. Um, and also it binds beautifully, causing great disease and inflammation to the A2 receptors in your heart, lungs, and kidneys. And on there's a slide there that shows that. So they made a virus that was going to bind to our atrial receptors in our heart, lungs, and kidneys, cause inflammation and disease, bind to the endothelial cells in your vasculature. And as far as the antibodies that are produced, they're going to bounce off the spike protein like bullets on Superman. So this was very alarming. And they also provided the payroll for this project. So if you go to the budget, one of the, one of the budget pages, you can see right there, they have Dr. Zhengling Shi on payroll. Uh, she was actually 25.56 an hour. Uh, Dr. Peng Zhao and Ben Hugh. So they actually have the payroll of the scientists that work for the CCP who created the bioweapon. And I don't know if you recall, remember last year or in 2020 now, when they were saying that this, there's no way that this was ever made in a lab and the liberal media attacked anyone that said it. Um, specifically, I pulled an article from Forbes where they said the coronavirus was not genetically engineered to put pieces of HIV in it. And they basically called us conspiracy theorists. And they cite a scientist that works in the Wuhan lab. And if you click on their citation, 
it takes you to the China Daily News, which is the CCP's newspaper, where they're quoting Xi Jinping, saying that it didn't come from a lab, it's nature's way of punishing man. Yeah, it's just propaganda. So in the simplest terms here, we now know that this was a chimerically engineered set of symptoms, right? And that it was intentionally released, that the Wuhan Institute of Virology is basically a bioweapons lab. But my question to you is this. So in the simplest terms, are you, are you saying that Fauci and company, basically, this is premeditated genocide? Yes, it's premeditated uh, genocide. The only purpose of this research was to weaponize viruses to cause disease, disabilities, and death. A bioweapon. purpose a- of it. And, no, but, and mind you, and mind you, DARPA said it is too dangerous for, we, for us to fund these chimeric viruses to produce these highly deadly spike proteins. So we're not going to fund the production of the SARS-CoV-2 virus to produce the Wuhan-HU-1 spike protein, which is in the vaccines. I I, want to just get to brass tacks. Is it a bioweapon? Yes, it's a bioweapon. Okay, intentionally released. Uh, As far as it being intentionally released, I think... As far as the SARS-CoV-2 release, that is still in debate by the scientific community. What's not in debate is that this was made in a lab and it is a bioweapon. Okay, what so but we know that- What is intentional is taking that bioweapon, sticking it in millions of vaccines and injecting global citizens. Yes. That's so what's intentional. The shot, is a con- this, the, the shot is the end game. That's the bioweapon that's going to kill. Exactly, and they also, um, Joe, uh, the, the major from the Marine Corps talks about how the aerosol version of the vaccine, we have a great probability of surviving that because it, it doesn't go straight into our circulatory system and we have our upper respiratory system to filter it out. So if you're healthy and strong, you're not going to get infected. So with this it. aerosol version, I mean, is it possible body, that these people are spraying us with these things? Is it possible that this, this stuff is in the air when we go to major metropolitan areas that they're just like, who would be responsible for emitting this substance into the air? Yeah, so SARS-CoV-2 is a vaccine. The original formulation uh, in this document points out that it's an aerosol formulation. So the the primary mode to infect people with SARS-CoV-2 theoretically would be spraying an area, such as a New York City subway station. Yes. That would be the the optimal way of of disseminating what they're calling the vaccine. Remember all of the conspiracy theories surrounding that in New York. And we talked, why do people believe conspiracy theories? Because a lot of them come true. Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And this is sick. You need to watch the Stu Peters show in that interview with Karen Kingston. You can get to it right there on diggingdeeper.us. Click on the news tab and go to the article that Andy posted DARPA and the bioweapon. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. Visit our website to catch this podcast and many others anytime. You can also watch our live TV network, browse our on-demand content, read our controversial articles, or sign up if you feel led to join the cause for defending our Constitution. It's all on diggingdeeper.us. We appreciate you listening, and remember, visit diggingdeeper.us to learn more about what we're doing to bring truth to light.